Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing, and how we are creative, and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. Join us now. Hi, everyone. Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing, and welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today, I have with me Kayla Jackson. Kayla is a former social worker turned home stager turned creator of her own coaching business. She helps folks have more ease in their home and life without feeling guilty. So welcome, Kayla. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I'm excited to hear a little bit about about you. And so can can you share some of your story and what brought you here? Yeah, so um, yeah, like was mentioned, my background is in social work. I have always wanted to help people. I was always invested in like seeing problems in other people's lives and seeing how I could be a service. Um, So I got into social work and I worked there for, I worked for a few years and I was doing a lot, a lot of intense um, high trauma level work. And as much as I appreciated the work, I really had a kind of a just career crisis over what it meant for me and my identities to be doing social work and the populations that I was working with, um, just seeing all the disparity and not really having like much of a solution outside of a fancy band-aid. Um, and it just really, it just really ate at me. So I left the field, I completely burned out, um, and I had to leave and I just wanted to do something that was the complete opposite as far away as possible. And I was like, I'm just going to go into interior design um, because I've always loved interior design and decorating, but I just never thought I could make a career out of it. I just thought that based off my skills that I should just be doing very hard, helping people out work and there's no space for a creative way to help people in. Yeah. So I did interior design for a while and then that switched over into home staging which is just prepping, um, prepping houses, real estate agents to sell. Um, and that was really fun, but I was missing the client component. I was missing that piece of getting to know more about, well, what's leading you to selling your home? What's going on with this piece and that piece? Um, I just wanted to keep combining my social work and home staging skills into something. Um, and then of course, 2020 happened and um, staging was put on hold for a while and the way that the protocols were happening, I just didn't really feel too safe coming back, which kind of led me now to this spot of like, oof, well, what do I do? Um, and in many ways, a lot of things just kind of fell into place for me to be able to start my own business. So that's what led me to coaching. Um, and it's been really great being able to incorporate creative aspects and also aspects of helping people gain skills and tools to have more agency and ease in their lives. Yeah. I love that. And how you've just managed to like flow from one thing to another. And I'm sure it wasn't as simple as that, but you know, what's the word that was so popular? Pivot. You pivoted whenever you needed to. (laughs) That's just wonderful that you've allowed yourself to move more into that creativity and, and all the things that you need. So, yeah. And so what does healing with creativity mean to you? I think for me, it means kind of letting go of a lot of guilt. And for me, my main focus when I'm helping uh, other people is I'm really focusing on the guilt and anxiety that I think comes up a lot, especially coupled with our socialization. 
um, how we are supposed to quote unquote be in the world. And I think that the healing through creativity kind of lets you take all those boxes down that society loves to put us in. Um, and you just kind of get to show up and bring whatever you want to bring to the table and whatever the end result is, it can just be that it doesn't have to mean something. It doesn't have to signify that you have been productive. Like it just doesn't have to have any of these labels that our socialization values so much. Um, you just kind of get to show up and be in the process. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that sort of being in the process is the important part, right? That being in it. Yeah. So you, you kind of mixed your creativity and your people skills and all of that together. So do you find time to regularly create for yourself? Yeah. You know, I, in some ways, yes, but in some ways, no, I'm really trying to, um, focus on getting that productivity mindset out of my brain when it comes to running a business. I think it's so easy for me to do it in my personal life and it's easy for me to model it to other clients and help them model it to, you know, themselves, each other. Um, but something about owning a business just really turned all of my creative energy towards, oh, well, I've got to create this really beautiful post for Instagram. Oh, well, now I got to create my website. I have to update this and that. And the creativity kind of becomes out of this like forced almost desperation of like, oh, what if it's not good enough? What if people don't respond the way I want them to? So I am really trying to work on having those creative outlets that are not attached to, well, I have to do this so I can book my next client, right? Like I just really want to, um, yeah, I want to have a space to just kind of do it without there being, like I said earlier, some end result or some like check bark that I can just say like, yes, okay, I did this thing. Um, I did recently get a ukulele for a Christmas gift. So I'm really excited about doing that. That has nothing to do with the business. I could just practice strumming. I could see what chords feel good, sound good. Um, so that is the goal is to continue working on that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that because well, music is not my thing, but I know for, for people who it is your thing, like it's just so important, right? Whatever your creative outlet is, to have that is so important. So yeah. yeah. And this would be this would be a new thing. I'm a huge music appreciator, not the most um, not the best at ukulele, but it's like cool, I could just learn it and we'll see what happens. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We don't start the best, we have to practice it. Exactly. So, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So have you always done the same creative projects? I'm going to say no, if you've just recently gotten a ukulele or have things changed throughout your life? Yes. And, you know, I feel like my relationship to creativity shifted quite a bit. Um, so my older sister is an illustrator and artist, and it was always very clear that she was like the creative one. Right. So I was like, with having somebody who's so artistically creative, it just kind of made me think like, ah, oh, well, I can't draw like her, so I'm not creative. And for a while, I just didn't really attach that identity with me. Um, despite loving interior design, despite being very fascinated with like color theory, arrangements, homes, and home decor, I just didn't really consider that a creative thing. I just thought that everybody liked that, everybody did that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't until 
maybe towards the end of grad school where I really got to understand like, oh, like I do have an eye for certain things when it comes to homes and layouts and what feels like soothing and nice. Um, And that is in the realm of creativity. And from there, I was able to really kind of like hone in on that piece of like, oh, okay, well, this is what I like. I like I like pretty spaces. I like for spaces to feel good. I like for people to feel good in their spaces. Um, so yeah, it took me a while, but that was, that's always been my main creative thing. I've certainly hopped around though, through different hobbies, um, especially with the pandemic. I mean, I was embroidering at one point, then I hopped over to doing collage work. Now I've got this ukulele. Who knows what I'll have in the next few months? <laughs> we'll see what happens. I love that. And you know what you said, like creativity is in everything we do. And so, you know, so many people say I'm not creative Mm -hmm. and, you know, you are absolutely creative. It's finding what your creative outlet is. And it could be starting a business. It could be baking or gardening or, you know, decorating rooms, whatever it is that creativity comes in. Right. So, Yeah. 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 So is there a creative healing modality that you use for yourself? Something that you use to, you know, that healing energy from your creativity? I think my back, well, with my background being in social work, I um, was really, really focused on doing trauma-informed work and care. Um, My main population was survivors of violence. Um, So really just getting focused on people feeling comfort and safety within their bodies and within their environments was a really big healing modality for me. Um, And that's definitely something I carry forward into my space um, and into my work with clients. Because some of it is a conversation around like, oh, well, how does it look? And what about this thing? And let's rearrange this other piece. But a lot more of it is, is how does it feel? Do you feel safe in your space? Like, is your space someplace where you can fully show up without dissociating, without experiencing trauma responses, without, you know, um, all those pieces that come into integration and healing work. Wow. I hadn't really thought about it like that, but we've had that conversation at home here because I'm autistic. And so I, I have these, like, I have to have everything around me mm-hmm. and my partner is completely different in that she likes, you know, space, minimalism. And so we kind of clash a little bit. So my office is chaos and, and we try to keep the living room kind of, you know, I'm only allowed one picture per wall. <laughs> out there. So, you know, but, so it, you know, but I hadn't really thought about it like that. And it comes from different traumas as well, you yeah. know, not having control. I want all my stuff, right? Exactly. <laughs> she had no control, but she needs it to be like calm and serene. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really thought about it that way. That's very interesting. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I love so much about trauma-informed care, right? That it's not about the practitioner trying to put on to the client what they think is best for the healing method, but for the client to kind of be the investigator, right? Of like, what's the context behind this pattern that you've got right now? Like, what is the context behind why you want to have all of your things right here in, in the space or behind why you don't want anything? in your space. Like, let's just dig behind that. And it doesn't have to be, there's no right or wrong answer, but there is your answer. 
So once you get to your answer, then yeah, how do we keep supporting and keep enforcing this so you can feel safe in your space? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. That's one I actually hadn't thought about and, but yeah, really important one. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So COVID, we call it the big C now, you know, because it's taken over from even the big C cancer. So (laughs) big C COVID, (laughs) has that changed your creativity? What's, is anything really changed in your life with all of that? You, you know, went online. (laughs) Yes, I went online. Plenty of things have changed. And, you know, the other piece with it too, is like with my business story, it started because of COVID, right? Like, so there were what is considered my normal and my baseline is because of all the things that have been going on with the pandemic. So I was, I only had a few clients that I did like social distance in person sessions with, but primarily, yeah, everything was online um, and is still online. And, you know, there are pros and cons to it. Like I, I love the ability to work with say old clients that I worked with years ago, but because I moved and was no longer in Missouri, I wasn't going to be, you know, there wasn't necessarily an opportunity for us to reconnect through a zoom meeting. There's an opportunity for us to reconnect. There's an opportunity for us to check in and continue our work that I did with them years and years ago. Um, so that piece has been really nice. I think the, the other piece though, is like you had mentioned earlier, like trying to have time to kind of break away from all of it. Like, you know, we're staring at screens all day long. I'm like staring at the screen then I'm turning to stare at my bigger TV screen. And then I'm turning to stare at my tiny phone screen. Like, it's just like a constant repeat. So trying to find times to not just be staring at a screen and to luckily I live in the Bay area. So minus this past few months, it's been pretty rainy, but usually the weather is fine when we can go outside, you know, I could take a walk. Um, so yeah, those have definitely been things that have been impacted, trying to find time to not be staring at a screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I really, and this is, I don't do resolutions, but I'm making some changes right now. And mm-hmm. one of them is like the screen time, right? Whether yeah. it's TV or games or even reading on my, my tablet versus reading a book and, you know, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. just to like, limit my screen time. So it's not a resolution. I'm just going to make some changes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything else you'd like to add that we maybe haven't discussed? I think we covered everything. Thank you for having me. I loved talking with you. Yeah, it was wonderful. Wonderful. So to our listeners, we will see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in. 